0: And we had Triple Crown and Cranberry Juice, right? Like a very basic whiskey cranberry. But Mike goes up there and he starts shouting to the whole group, come on, taste the Cowboy Cosmopolitan. And he's just shouting and Joe's like, what is he doing? Tell him to stop that. It's a Triple Crown Cran. I'm like, sounds like it's the Cowboy Cosmopolitan. Just saying. But that, that will always be like, number one, whiskey and cranberry juice is pretty legit right off the bat. Like it's just a good trashy cocktail, but... My memory of that moment, it'll always be uh, special to me because Joe lost his shit and Mike was (laughs) so happy. It was like a perfect storm of awesome.
1: To Holiday Happy Hour presented by the Holiday Distillery in Weston, Missouri. I'm Jordan, and I've got my regulars here today and a special guest. We've got Matt Jay in the house. Um, is can't he wait really to... special. He is a special. I guy. mean, Just
2: kidding. He's pretty half he's special. special. He's pretty yeah. awesome. They're Absolutely. mixed a lot in the house. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: very <laughs> special. Um, so we'll we'll get to who the mystery man Matt J is here in a minute. But first things first, Brendan. You're back on cocktail duty this weekend, week, know. whatever day it's it kind is. kind of sad. What we are we should, drinking? We
3: really should have had just Matt, you know, make a cocktail. I feel like I he's the real master over here. But he does You know, it's crazy. Thing. I thought about it on the way out here. I was like, I
4: should have done this yesterday. Yeah. But then
3: I was like, I didn't have a whole lot of time to
1: do it. <laughs> yeah. They
3: um, time, he'll yeah.
4: tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Great cocktails take time.
3: Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, so this is our Lost in Time. It is one of the new cocktails on our fall winter menu here. Uh, it is two and a quarter ounces of Ben Holiday bottled and bond bourbon half ounce of our apple spice syrup and three dashes of toasted almond bitters and then garnish with a dehydrated apple on top. So kind of got a nice fall spicy flavor. A little bit of like cinnamon cloves comes through. The apple is very subtle on it. Um, It's a good kind of riff on
2: an old-fashioned.
1: I like it. Getting all the fall vibes over here. I love the dehydrated
0: fruit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Okay. We we were mentioning this. uh, I, I will not eat it. Um, my, so my wife, wife is, will be very is, she's a dentist and, uh, I've heard that, uh, dehydrated <laughs> fruit is like one of the most, it's like a super concentrated sugar that you're putting in your teeth and then it like sticks between the teeth and nobody flosses and it's really bad. Uh, so I, I, I won't eat that, but I, I appreciate the effort.
0: That's my favorite part, Brennan. Good job on that. Yeah, that's great. Fruit.
2: All I heard was Kyle does not floss. That's all I heard. <laughs> oh, <Kyle>. no, <laughs> absolutely not. I, uh, my wife doesn't either. Don't uh, so, you know, get your teeth done. It's, it's really not the dentist that cares. <laughs> the it's, dentist that yells at all the people for not yeah, No, she thing, won't yell she at him. It's the hygienists that yell at him. Oh, yeah. I understand. I, that, I, yeah, yeah. That's uh, true. And they yell at her, too. Well, and she's she like, no, don't floss because I want to fill your cavities. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, back. but definitely don't. Lie to a hygienist where they always ask that question like do you floss oh yeah no I I do they like tell. they know right they yeah. can tell they yeah
0: that's why it's I just, just I haven't been to it. the dentist in uh, thirty years so I feel like nice. none of these teeth are real that's why they're so pretty oh. <laughs> makes sense yeah obviously kidding
1: <laughs>
2: hope obviously kidding
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're like oh okay yeah okay uh, <laughs> it so
2: <checks> we, out. <laughs> we uh before we actually get serious um, we're gonna continue to stay off the rails for a second. Uh, someone that does have phenomenal oral hygiene is our guest. Oh, Matt Jacqui. Matt Jacqui. Jack Jacqui. I do believe in
4: <laughs> flossing, brushing, all the things. They're going to tell you a story probably, probably here flossing. shortly about uh, me. but At previous podcasts,
2: we, we referenced dumpster coffee. Yep. Mm-hmm. And at the place that we had quite possibly the worst coffee I've ever Horrible. consumed in my life. Horrible uh, coffee. This was, and this is nothing against the city. Uh, i 've been there multiple times growing up, but Goodland Kansas uh, on our way out to Colorado, and we stopped to get gas and Patrick and I went in, in and got this dumpster coffee <laughs> and uh <laughs> Then we come out to the come out to the truck, and Matt is brushing his teeth by the gas pump by the gas pump like. It did happen. He went. He, he went in <laughs> to get like I don't know. Weirdest he thing I've ever seen. Toothpaste
0: inside, or uh, yeah, they have the, like the travel size toothbrush, toothpaste, floss, all of it in one. Guys. But it's like the pump is here. We're inside. We look out. He's brushing his teeth through the window, and he's ready to like squeegee the the windshield while he's brushing his teeth. It was the weirdest shit I've well, seen, and like I still that's the weirdest road moment ever for me. I mean, was, that was it awesome. was
2: weird. I took a picture of it. And I don't know if I've told Matt this or not. Uh, I texted it to Taylor and she immediate, her first response was is he single? I'm going to send this to my dental school friend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you suddenly get a, a bunch of dentists asking you out, uh, yeah, that's, that's you know, that's what happened. Well, that was like, a
4: while ago though. When was that? Like That's been a minute, yeah. Last, yeah. Uh, yeah. January, December. It was cold. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So it's been a minute.
2: And you
1: do
5: have you, a sparkling November. smile there. Yeah, Your you know, teeth are looking good.
4: I will say it was the lunch we had before that, like four hours maybe at this random gas station, probably halfway in in between l- Goodland it was in Salina. and Kansas city. Okay, is it was, it was,
0: uh, did we eat Popeyes there? It was Popeyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta <laughs> <Kinda laughs> love Popeyes.
4: <yeah. laughs> no offense, <laughs> Popeyes the food was great. <laughs> but uh, I think I just like after the four hours, like I need to brush my teeth. Like they
0: feel Yeah, no. And you did. Yeah. You did. Well, and Matt's also that guy, like, when the Ben Holiday kickoff happened and we were all at the distillery, my parents came up and my mom listens to this. So here you go, mom. Uh, (laughs) She came out after being to the bar one time and she came out and she's like, who is that handsome man behind the bar? I'm like, God damn it. It's always Matt J. every single time. Like the smile captures everybody. Mm -hmm. His hair is flawless at all times. He's just Matt. That's what he does. When someone says that, you don't even have to like think
3: about it. It's like, oh, it's it's Matt J. am
0: like, come on, mom. Like dad's right here and he's too yeah. young for you
3: just stop well and it's funny too like you bring out like he's never like looks bad he's always got like the Not marketing true. team <laughs> it's funny so like we did a photo shoot road trip uh, a couple of years ago to colorado and matt showed up like because his phone died or whatever yeah. like, <laughs> so we can't get a hold of him in the morning so we finally meet up with him to like you know get hops in the van and he's like dressed perfectly nothing's out of place like everything's good and they're like does he ever like look bad or like he just sleeps in his like clothes yeah, and just perfectly like that the closest I got to seeing him like somewhat out of place was uh in Kentucky when we were delivering uh Ben Holiday down there yeah there was like one morning you're like halfway getting ready and I was like oh that's the first time I've oh, ever he's seen human him. probably he's the, human. <laughs> the day after Michael Beach. oh yeah that was, <laughs> <urban collection laughs> that was urban yeah that was, that was definitely that, like, the
4: next day <laughs> I don't even know what time Patrick. we got there. Feathers ruffled there a little we bit. Would, I, I like think it was nine o'clock. Yeah.
3: It was like nine or 10 in the morning. And right before lunch, we left there and we were like, we need food bad. <laughs> like 11 pours. <laughs> wow.
4: Like bourbon, you're never going to get a try in your no. life. Like yeah. Stuff from the seventies, yeah. the sixties, That was 80s. crazy. Um, yeah. Well worth it. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. memories. Thank you, Michael. Um, but I did struggle probably the rest of the day.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> <little> tired. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Matt, we didn't even give you like a proper introduction here. Yeah, that was my fault. Sorry. Um, way to go, job, Kyle. Kyle. Yep. Um, I can always count on you. So, um, Matt, brand engagement manager. Yes. Yes, you have uh, been in it for a while now.
4: Yeah, solid. Let's think here. I started about two and a half years ago. Wow,
1: Almost. has it been that long? Time
4: long. flies. Man,
1: man. Well, and what is a brand engagement manager? You might ask yourself. Well, in our case, Matt J is the master mixologist, um, man of the people, as as you can tell here, and (laughs) uh, yeah, just like a jack of selling all the brands. So,
4: that's the goal. I think. Um, I mean, we have a lot of great products um, to start with, so that makes my job obviously easier at that point. But it's, I think, morphed over the two and a half years. Like it started out kind of. More at the Welcome Center, obviously. Um, we were bringing back tours. We were kind of creating a bar atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I think before that, we hadn't really delved into, you know, higher-end cocktails. So you think something to pay like 12
2: to $15 for. Um, that's, that's not vodka lemonade. <laughs> yeah. I mean we made some
4: great I vodka lemonade. I still do make some great vodka, vodka, vodka lemonades. Come through our episode. <laughs> Every,
0: everything was vodka <laughs> lemonade before though. Don't
1: forget the splash of blue curaçao. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right.
2: Absolutely. Yep.
4: But yeah, doing that and uh, seeing that kind of grow with the release of the bourbon. Um, that was probably a year in and then kind of morphing over to the sales side eventually um, after we released the bourbon is going from just kansas city to then like as we grew you know all the way up to chicago down to austin over to denver um i think i'm over in nashville next week i remember right or in two weeks um so it's kind of you never know which city you're going to be in um it's just people are people uh usually just build those connections um a lot of the accounts from bars to restaurants to hotels that i go into and even on the off-premise just great people. They have great stories and it's kind of just connecting, um, getting to know that person. Um, for me it was a little bit, I think easier going in talking to bars, restaurants, hotels, because I did that for so long. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's kind of just a quick, uh, if you asked me like a two minute quip of like what I do, that's kind of the quick and dirty of it. Um, but there's so many other things like you think of events we do, yeah yeah, just rolling out our weeded bourbon so the soft red wheat that we just hit the market with about what four months ago five months ago yeah um march yeah it's just like it's kind of like every three months something new's coming and it's like how do we help build that brand and you know get that engagement with people
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, the people that sell it as well so well and you're like the exact example of who we were always looking for, like it, we're, as we're going to build our team and we're finding people to do all the things you got here about right before we kicked off, Ben, I mean, a few months before yeah. that kind of right. Well, maybe a year, whatever, yeah. but you get into that. And you, you know, a big piece of what we were trying to do is like bring the people back into the business, like, because COVID shut the world down and everyone stopped communicating. And it's weird how much of our business was drastically affected by that. Like, in lots of weird ways. People started drinking more at home, but then as the world started to open back up and we're trying to communicate and you want to go back to the bars and talk to the people, it's still, in some cities you go to, it's still difficult to like get that kind of common ground and get someone good at being that people person. And Matt is as good as it gets when it comes to that. You see this dude in action, he's likable in every case. He's always got that smile on, he's knowledgeable. It, it, it's a, uh, he's honestly, he's, fantastic at what he does. So He's a gem. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Seriously.
1: Hey, it's on. Uh, it's recorded now. So if you're <laughs> a bad day, just go back and flip yeah. that. So, Matt, you haven't always been this fabulous mixologist, yeah. brand engagement manager. Where would you get your humble start in the industry?
4: So, gosh, let's think. If we go all the way back, probably 15 years ago, been in some form, shape, of, uh, the liquor industry from like a bar side. So when I went to college, um, you know, I'll give you kind of full circle here. Uh, wanted to kind of go, I was thinking dental school at the time.
2: So I worked part time. Um, <laughs> I mean that,
5: that's that a lot. Yeah. Makes
4: see, sense. there yeah. you go. That's okay. Thanks Probably for filling in those, mind. uh,
2: those details. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> um,
4: so I actually, I worked at a pharmacy, um, cause it's kind of hard to get a job where they pay you to work at a dentist. Um, but, The pharmacy was kind of in the, you know, medical side a little bit. You learn um, a little bit more outside of school than what they're going to teach you at the nine to five there to college. Um, And then I would bartend like two nights out of the week. And then flash forward, um, didn't get into dental school, unfortunately. You got to grow up. So I ended up uh, taking an internship with Xenometrics here in Kansas City and with that i was working in a lab setting uh, one of my good like great friends here in kansas city uh, kind of set me up with a place on the plaza and so i bartended there or i guess actually i started out serving because they wouldn't hire bartenders um and it was brio tuscan grill back in the day um, i think they're still there yeah i don't it, you know i always like to keep it positive so <laughs> i'll just say uh There used to be like Tony Gonzalez. I can remember seeing him walk through the door. Trent Green. People like that. I don't think those type of people are still going to Brio, but (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I served there for a short while. And then uh, I got behind the bar there on their second floor. And uh, I had some great, I'll call them trainers or just mentors Mm -hmm. there. And this was before cocktails were cocktails. (laughs) Like you weren't seeing old fashioned. Like it was like Cosmopolitan's. Um, you'd have an old guy come in and order, like, a rusty nail. You would have <laughs> <That's> a, <legit. laughs> a happy hour that had, like, think of a lemon-tini, raspberry just, like, fruit-forward martinis. Sugar. And that was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of, like, back then, the jam. Like, that was what was going yeah. on. Um, If you went to, like, New York, L.A., obviously the cocktail scene was starting to blow up, but it had not yet reached Kansas City yet, I would say. But I did... In the next five years, get to kind of see that transcendence happen here in Kansas City, and then, gosh, from there, I helped open a place on the plaza called Parkway Social. Yeah, um, it was on the corner of the plaza, great spot. Put a lot of money into it, beautiful aesthetics. Had a basement, like private lounge area, and so that's really I feel like where I started to learn more. You call it like mixology, just. Tons of different spirits, brands. They were wanting to be one of the hipper, cooler spots. And so just learning from distributors um, as they came in and talked about products. And then after about a year of that, I took a position um, with the drum room downtown as their lead bartender. And that really is kind of what opened it up. Because at that point, I could order in anything I wanted to. I could learn anything I wanted to and kind of just was given the reins at that point and with that uh let's think what else i helped miracle in kansas city so it's like a pop-up bar they do at christmas time um the first two years of that i helped with that um so that was also awesome to see a different side of cocktail function so you're talking speed um because the goal there it was a small location how do you get people in and out there was a line outside the door of 40, 50 people deep. Um,
1: Is that a lot of batching?
4: Uh, yeah. The first year, not really, though, because it was just... I don't think they knew how big it was going to be. So there was a lot of just like bartending, as I call it. And if you could go back, I'm sure they would have had those like batched up cocktail style, like greater rock and roll. But when you don't know what you're hopping into, because I mean, I feel like it was one of the first 10 in the United States. So they were like early into the game. they're right. still doing that now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, They have three locations <laughs> now. So I want to say they do it in power and light. They do it, uh, on the plaza mm-hmm. and then they do it down South at 135th. And yeah, obviously if you have three locations now, you, you're doing all right. I would say, yeah. yeah. Um, following that, uh, I actually took, I guess at the Fontaine, um, I started out as the bar manager and then that morphed into the beverage director there. And so then it was kind of more of learning how, and I guess I did this at the drum room as well, but how to run a business, like the dollars and cents of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you make more money, usually you can spend a little more money, you just keep making more. And so the Fontaine was definitely a different uh, learning capacity, I would say. And um, that's a it, hotel, right? Yeah, On Yeah, the it's off the West Plaza. West Plaza, okay. Yeah. And so with that one, you know, where I was at the drum room, I didn't have to worry about finding people. Like we were right next to Power & Light. Like it was busy. So whether it was a convention, Mm -hmm. whether it was Power & Light, whether it was the Sprint Center at the time, uh, music hall, like it just like every other day there was something going on. And so the Fontaine is a little more off the beaten path. So you don't have, and it's on the rooftop. So you don't have people just like, naturally walking in there. So it's like, how do you get people energized to want to come to that business? Um, and then ended up, COVID happened. So I actually was furloughed at that point because, I mean, nobody was staying in a hotel. right? And it kind of was crazy. The president reached back out to me. And uh, so it just naturally worked out. I went back to work for the president. And the Fontaine reached out eventually, but it was like, Once you make a decision, it's kind of like you got to go where you're going in life. Uh, Did that for a year. And uh, I think COVID, it was a tough time. I mean, just the busy factor. It was like you didn't have the money, like the overhead you normally had because you didn't have the foot traffic. Right. So now it's like you're trying to help keep a hotel afloat. Because yep. they have maybe 25 to 30%. So, like, your numbers are scrutinized way more than they were mm. before because normally you'd have 70 to 100% capacity in that hotel. So, they're trying to make money any way they can. Um, so, that was pretty interesting to see from that side. And it's changing, maneuvering. How do you make it functional? I don't know if you guys even remember, there was like, you had to have you guys remember how many feet you had to have between
2: you? Six. Yeah, six feet. <laughs> see, one person remember. But like, I'm trying to forget. too soon. I, I can't forget that yet. There's still so, like the places that painted that on the concrete. Yeah. Like you still see that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: so my favorite that. part were the bars that were smaller, like overseas. They figured six couldn't work, so they changed it to three. It says cool, 3 I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, that's random, but here we are.
4: Fifty yeah. percent. And so the hotel, I was lucky enough to have enough space for six feet. Mm-hmm. So our normal space, I mean, we would just let people go out in the lobby. It was like yeah. we had places set up that were six feet apart. Um so we ran the same numbers. It was just about three times the
1: size. It's
2: kinda
4: um, weird. Um yeah. So my uh steps definitely went up. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, that's all right. Uh, we you like made to it. stay
1: active, you know, yeah. that's good.
4: And then, uh, you know, about that time was when I came out here. I think I helped with kind of the bar program because you guys knew that COVID Mm -hmm. was winding down to a degree. I mean, it's still out there, but I think what we all went through in 2020 and 2021 um, was coming back to normal um, to a degree. And with that, uh, came out here, saw the things. I was blown away. Like.
1: Fire our vodka lemonades. Yeah.
4: How would you know? That was exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, um, the story, it's unheralded. I mean, I can remember coming out here and like having someone tell me about it. And I was kind of like,
3: eh, is it out there?
4: I was like, "That's if that's really out there, then I would have heard about it. Well, I came out here and I was blown away. I was like, you guys have, I'd been to Kentucky. I was like, you guys have the Rick Houses. You guys have. The Natural Limestone Spring Water. Go back to Lewis and Clark, 1804. um, Oldest distillery west of the Mississippi. It's like when I was buying for the Fontaine or the President, it's like I would hear all these stories time and time again, different brands coming through. That story is a top 2%. So,
0: like, it is... Well, you talked about how hard it was to get someone to go to the Fontaine on West Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weston's a different story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a funny. lot different. I mean, we're 15 minutes north of the airport and you would think we're in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you've seen it. It's it's interesting, which is why, you know, there's people downtown you can be like, "Oh, we've been here and just it's amazing the stories versus the real deals right out the red. But yeah. most people still to this day in Kansas City have not seen our location.
3: No, well, it's and it's, it's also exciting because because of what Matt is came in and done it originally with like the cocktails and helping that side of this, st- you know, with the distillery, getting that going, we've seen numbers of people at the distillery go way up. And even this past year has just skyrocketed and it's all thanks to him really to to come in and develop that menu and really get that going, you know, so that that was a huge help. And it's crazy to continue to see like what numbers they do, especially on the cocktail side, like how many we sell every weekend is just it's crazy. Incredible. I mean, I no, it's fun I mean that's sure. all
2: all fun. But really, it's just all of uh, all of the women trying to find Matt. <laughs> 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 this bartender they're like, here. where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, he's got he's to be kudos. working this weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotta be. No, it's women Patrick's and men. Just is, saying. Uh, it's it's yeah. a whole equal yeah. <laughs> <whole laughs> opportunity at this point. That's uh, they're all looking. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's been here seven different times looking for Matt. I was like, he's (laughs) on the road, Mom. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Yeah,
4: But I want to give kudos back. Like, I obviously helped with the first rendition, doing that, (laughs) putting it together. But Brendan has taken the reins. Like, he's made some amazing cocktails. Um, I just got to try some from this new release that we did for, is it fall, winter? Yeah, fall, winter. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were fantastic. I actually had uh, one of our accounts that was doing a barrel pick reach out to me. And he asked, he's like, "Hey man, can you get me the recipe for that tequila cocktail?" I was like, "Yeah, man." Yeah. So he's gonna put it on his menu. That's awesome. I'm um, over killer. in St. Louis. So That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that tells you right there they're fantastic. If people are trying them yeah. and taking them back to yeah. them in their accounts, so yeah.
3: And it and it takes a team, like you know, it it takes all of us together to make this work. And it's been a it's been a journey. Like I've been here coming up on six years, and it's just like seeing it from you know six years ago to where it is now. It's just taken a whole team and a lot of time and effort to make it where it is and it's even making this menu like took a lot of time and effort to do and it, but it pays off to see people's reaction to these cocktails and it's just like that best feeling in the world and it just draws more people can be like hey you gotta go try this like you gotta come hang out at holiday
2: it's such a good feeling i i started out by making fun of uh, matt and i feel like i did gloss over the lost in time is very good
5: I yeah, I was like, you... I, I finished it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you took that down. I mean, you didn't finish uh, your
0: fruit, but that's fine. I know, I'm not going to eat <laughs> Come on, that. Come it. Just do it. Just it. Do you
5: don't look. have to chew Taylor
2: will those <laughs> cavities. I don't. Know <laughs> it. I, I have... No, no, not at all. <laughs> anyway. Well, your bourbon is pretty good, too. I mean, if it wasn't
1: for your fabulous yeah. bourbon, your yes. cocktails wouldn't be so great.
2: Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So, I have a question, or a couple from Matt, because... I feel like I have gone out and I follow his lead often when uh, ordering cocktails. So I, I kind of want to know a few quick cocktail uh, or have a couple quick co- cocktail questions. I like so it. first one that you ever had that just kind of blew you away. Ooh. Not a rusty oh. nail. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
4: OK, maybe. Um, maybe I was actually there's a story to go with it. And it's not just the cocktail. It's the story, I think. Um, Because I felt like I was pretty proficient in cocktails, the lingo, the knowledge. This was probably 2016, maybe 2017. And I try if I can. Um, So lucky when I worked for hotels like five years, give or take, um, I was able to travel. Like I would make it a point because I would work a lot, but I would be like every quarter I'm taking like at least three or four days to go do something to like just completely shut down. Because I felt like it was like, seven days a week type of thing like i'd be getting text on my days off all the time and it's just like so those three or four days i normally wouldn't respond back (laughs) too much Um, but i was uh out in scottsdale so phoenix for spring training for baseball and there's a bar there in old town scottsdale and it's called the second story bar and it's great whiskey selection and i can remember i ordered two neat pours of like things that i had never seen i was like i've never seen this in a bar before like expensive and they were like oh it came back sorry we don't have it sorry we don't have it and i was like okay well what's what's a good cocktail like you bring me something and she was like have you ever had a vu curry and i was like and it was loud and i was like I have no idea what this girl just said. (laughs) I'm like, is she speaking English? And then, um, I'm like, a what? And then she said it again. And I was like, I still have no idea what she said. And so she kind of explained it really quick. And I was like, yeah, I'll try one of those. And the bartender top notch, um, I could tell when I walked in, like he was slinging some really good cocktails. And so when it came out, like, that's amazing. I was like, one of my favorite cocktails still to this day. Um, It's, you know, a split base of rye whiskey and cognac. Um, It's got Benedictine, um, but it's fantastic. Peychaud's Bitters, uh, usually like an aromatic, like Angstra Bitters as well. Um, But that was the one story I was like, you blew my mind tonight. I told her. I was like, kudos to you to having the knowledge. Like this is, you think of the Sazerac down in New Orleans, that's like the number one cocktail. Like the Vucure is kind of the stepchild. To that like not a lot of people yeah. know about it um if you go into a great cocktail bar they probably will but you don't see it on a ton of menus um here in kansas city they call it the old square and mm. like if you go into rye they have it on their menu it's called the old square and that's the uh americanized version vucre is obviously french so
0: that's cool that's wow. a that's a really good question actually because my brain's been racing since and oh i i have Follow-ups. I mean, we'll keep going because this is wild. Uh, That's so, a, that was a good question, though. Uh,
2: favorite favorite guilty pleasure or trash cocktail?
5: Like, oh. you know a vodka lemonade?
2: Like, a crushable thing that, like, yeah. you're embarrassed to tell all your mixologist friends. I, I do feel bad about this. Uh, hein, hein, <laughs> I've got a story for
4: this,
5: too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
4: all this like, if I'm trying to, like, not take a long time and it's easy, if I'm on the lake at a pool... Or even like, let's say a baseball game, football game, and it's like, I see it. I'm like, I don't want to deal with like, I just look at the drinks that are being made and I'm like, I don't trust that. I'm <laughs> like, I'll take a high noon because I know what I'm getting. What's mm, um,
1: wrong with a high noon. But
4: I would never say that at like a bartender's guild like conference.
2: <laughs> hey, <be like, laughs> you don't want to be judged. That guy, <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite or like your signature cocktail or like your what you're best at as well as your least favorite one to make. Oh, least favorite. What is okay. happening? I think, right I, think I know this. Like, what are these
0: questions? I mean, I, I you're just, very prepared. Like, I, I'm there's no notes. Don't see any notes. Like, I, I drank my drink, and i Kyle is
5: the let's let's new host of
1: Holiday <laughs> Happy oh, Hour. <laughs>
5: <preparing> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's kind of like when I was golfing and I finished. You know, we
0: finished the bottle of bourbon. I'm getting worried about the next batch of bourbon because he's getting. Is he like trying to cover? He's like, it's going to be shitty. So this is going to be. I have to be good at the hosting. Got to
1: take Jordan's job.
4: So the one cocktail. It's a fantastic cocktail, classic cocktail. um, Ramos Gin Fizz. And that's your least favorite to make.
3: Yeah. If I have time. We talked about this last episode. If I have time,
4: it's an amazing cocktail. Love to do it. But when it would always happen, it would be like a Friday or Saturday night when it's super busy and it's like, I don't have five minutes to make this. I can, mean Can
1: you tell us what is in it? Because we've talked about the Gen Fizz, but I don't think we've broken down like the whole process. Almost Gen Fizz,
4: yeah. So the biggest difference is it's gonna have cream in there. Like so you're thinking like you can do heavy cream. Mm. So it's like in what you're doing virtually is aerating it. So you have to dry shake it for probably to get it the way you want it is probably
0: two to three minutes shaking. Yeah. Like wow. yeah. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta go. I feel like there should be a machine for that, where you put it in there uh, like a paint shaker, no, and hit the button, yeah. like, let it happen.
2: You I could mean,
0: paint shaker. <laughs> <laughs> sure,
2: rom-
4: right? like, let it happen. Like, yeah, that probably could work. But yeah, but it's a gin cocktail. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And what you're going to do at the end is actually what happens is you add in soda water, and what that'll do is it rises that cream layer to the top. So if you see a great picture. Uh, where like. gin fizz yeah it coming should all look all like up.
0: uh it almost looks like a marshmallow is coming out of the top of the glass like a perfect it's like one of those snake fireworks where it just keeps on going exactly which like <laughs> it's mouth. like a
4: skyscraper <laughs> coming a out perfect perfect i swear
0: that's what it reminds me of yeah so that
4: would be my least favorite to make especially when busy yeah um yeah i'm a pretty nice guy and i felt like my face said it all without words i was just
0: like <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> we don't have to those make that.
0: He's like, yes, it'll be two hundred dollars plus tip. Yeah, <laughs> would you still like it? So that's that's the one big thing I
4: always harped on. My staff was no matter what it was, whether it was a Bud Light, whether it was however someone wanted something, that's what they deserve. That's what they want.
0: good job, Ray.
4: People are all different. So if someone orders a seventy-five dollar, you know, neat pour bourbon and they want to put Coke with it. That's their thing, man. They yeah. obviously have enough money to do it, so we shouldn't judge them. It's like, just make sure they have a good experience. Yeah, It's $75 you didn't have before, so...
0: Drink it how you want to drink it. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm.
4: That was... So I tried to always make sure we were upfront with the experience. Uh, probably didn't always happen like that face with the Ramos Gin Fizz, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to modify it. So I, you, you answered the least favorite. Uh, I... I asked signature cocktail, but I'm going to change that up uh, and say if you are, if you are, you have one of these women that's been chasing after you forever, you're on a, you're on a date and you're making a cocktail and it, it's with uh, either Ben Holiday or Holiday Soft Red Wheat bourbon. Uh, What are you making?
5: Good
1: one, Kyle.
4: Oof. What um, is going on here tonight? Okay.
1: I'm
2: on it. Am I like <laughs> in tough. a restaurant and you're asking me
4: to go behind the bar over here? You're <laughs> my man. Or? It's,
2: it's, pro- it's at your house, but you have all the restaurant ingredients. Okay. Yeah, you uh, I like this house. I yeah. can buy it.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I mean, you just went through a, dis- a tour of the distillery and you're at the Welcome Center and like you yeah. have access. Okay. Um, Paint the picture for you.
4: Whew. Here's one. I would take our, <laughs> this is one of my favorite cocktails I ever, and I can't say I came up with it. It's a billionaire cocktail. I did a riff on it. Um, so I would use our... You could actually do either or. I would probably go with our weeded Rick House um, that you got to come to the distillery to get. I love you it already. If you haven't tried it, oh, God. come out. It's amazing. It Yeah, it'll knock your socks off. Um, May. Use that. Let's think. Uh, so two ounces of that. Then... I'm going to use... You can either use green chartreuse or jennepi le chamois. Uh, they're both kind of like mm-hmm. a vegetable, <laughs> like <Mm-kay>. European... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't even go into details, but you need about uh quarter... Southern Missouri George just came out to <laughs> like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> a quarter ounce of that in that there. That's awesome. Um, you're going to use... <laughs> in absinthe either rinse or if you have an atomizer you can spray it on there on the top just to give it the essence of that um and then that's going to have like a fresh lemon juice uh fresh grenadines i think pomegranate syrup uh equal parts of those so i'd probably go three quarters ounce on both of those Mm. um shake that up i would probably add in if we had some of like our wonder bitters from the distillery or uh cheaper route is fee foam um, some of the purists would tell me like to use an egg white. So that's, you can use either of those three. Um, but just to give it a tiny little head, fantastic cocktail, mm. double see, strain it. Yeah.
5: Brendan's in a over coop. there like, oh yeah. yeah. We were, well, so, what is we
3: were talking about like, I was, I can't remember who I was telling. I was like on the, when we start to make the spring summer menu next year, like I really want to play with some absent rands cocktails with some bourbon. I think that would be really fun to like do I like
0: prefer just, the like,
2: atomizer as opposed to Yeah, I, I agree with that. We
0: were just at an amazing private event at the Antler Room the other night, two nights ago. I don't know anymore. I think whatever two nights ago. And our guy Daryl from Waldo Tile uh Waldo Tie, sorry, the the cocktail he made for that event. I don't think it was an absence. Rinse, but I think he sprayed. He did something toward added that yeah. kind of black licorice that ends yeah. Yeah. kind of the, a hint of it. Yeah, and he used uh, bubbles on top. He used, I mean, this, this cocktail was number one. It was pretty to look at, but it had that overall aroma it didn't overpower the yeah. cocktail, which was neat and mm-hmm. hard to do too because absinthe can just yeah. bury yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, uh, that's the first thing I shot to. I was like, man, we yeah. just had something very similar to that. Yeah, but, yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. No, that's something like I definitely want to play with because I think that's a good like bourbon in, you know, spring summer type cocktail. Um, and just to elevate, like, cause like, you know, we always have like kind of balance everything because we have limited space. Like we don't have like a full full on bar here at the distillery. So we have limited space on like what we can and can't do. And we kind of have to when we make syrups or have different ingredients, we kind of have to try and share them across different cocktails. But I feel like something like that would be like a nice higher end cocktail for something that's had for someone that's been here a couple of times and had a lot of the like kind of the old fashioned cocktails or a lot of the bourbon cocktails we've had, just to add a different level to that. So I think that's something we're going to look at here in the future. So
1: I mean, that's definitely a different level. Yeah, mm. I'm here for it. But wow, yeah. that's that was very <laughs> like way more specific yeah. than I ever could have imagined. So interesting. Yeah,
3: I'm actually surprised I came up with it that quick. Cool. Like you, just did that. <laughs> that was pretty
4: good. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, you had measurements, you had mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. You were ready.
3: I know it's always so funny when I've asked him like you know pass, I'm like he'll be like oh like make this cocktail. I'm like. Like, what's the measurements? You got to give me measurements. She'll just, like, off top of his head, or just, like, oh, yeah, here. Like, (laughs) my
1: favorite is when I'm like, hey, Matt, I need to make a holiday tiki for 250 people. Can you help me? And he's like, 30 seconds later, sends me the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Easy enough.
4: It didn't take that. It took a long time to get there. But, like, once you have it, then it's like, okay, this is not. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's got it. Do you want to? This
3: is interesting talking about, like, when we batch large cocktails. We uh, people don't understand you have to like slightly dilute it because you have to account for the shaking of the ice melting in when you shake a cocktail. So when we batch it, like we dilute it slightly, which is not, I think, well known. Like people, you have to do that to make it right. Because when you do shake a cocktail, it does get slightly diluted. I was just talking to some of the people that work at the Welcome Center. I was like, we got to like, you know, really shake that. We got to work on our shake and make sure we're getting those cocktails diluted right, like and all that with them. And so that's interesting. If you wanna like talk about that real quick.
4: Yeah, no. Um, that's actually a lot of people probably don't know about that. Um, I would say you're looking about twenty-five percent of that cocktail is water, which sounds weird to say it out loud and to hear it. But that's but, what bars like to happen. Yeah. And charge the same amount for yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you think about it when you do make that cocktail and you're putting the ice in there, you're shaking it. That's literally what's happening. That ice is diluting it's allowing that water to go in solution um, if you shake it hard enough you probably have some ice crystals in there depending on the cocktail if you double strain it or don't double strain it um, but yeah it's it definitely completely changes if you didn't dilute it and you just made the cocktail like you're like okay I use three quarters ounce lemon three quarters ounce of the syrup and then I'm using two ounces of booze if you times that by for 200 people, you're going to get a cocktail that's like real rich, like it's going to hit you in the face and you're going to be like, whew, why is this so strong? And it's that's strictly so that good. water um, that dilutes it when you make mm-hmm. one cocktail all by itself.
1: I didn't even think about that. So you sent me that recipe and I took it to bourbon women in Kentucky and I served it to those bourbon women at 8 a.m. Being there, They are ready to go. Yeah. So, but as I'm putting the water in, like I'm thinking, <laughs> mm, this is some hydration, like, you know, it's good. But I never thought about why. Yeah. It's just like this is the recipe um okay i feel i feel schooled thank yeah. you yeah. yeah i'm
0: thinking it was was it five gallons wasn't it was five gallons yeah gallons of cocktails uh, yeah. for bourbon women it that was, was gone
1: by 10
0: a.m it <laughs> <laughs> made 10
2: yeah that
1: uh,
0: explains a lot of the photos i saw which looked like a
2: great time it was so fun so I, I feel like we talked about this at uh tales of the cocktail and then i don't remember your answer uh probably was shrinking um so <laughs> that's a problem. You should that, be if you're there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, you, what, how long can you make a batch cocktail with bitters in it for?
4: Oh, see, that's a good question. I actually, I know what we were talking about. We were talking, they had a kind of, we'll call it happy hour. They had like uh,
2: Mythbusters or something.
4: Yeah. Like, pretty much or? Mythbusters going on. And there was, I think, eight different, um, ideas being Mythbustered. So you think, how long does lime juice last? So they had a cocktail that was, I believe, just that day, freshly made. They had one that was one day old and then one that was two days old. And it was like, can you tell the difference? Um, could you? I could, yeah. Definitely yeah. the first day to the I second not do that. was a world of difference.
3: How did I mm-hmm. miss this? No, because it was
4: earlier in the week.
3: Uh, yeah, I think yeah.
4: it was on Wednesday when you guys were that's why I, I loved to that. Day, yeah. yeah, we got their light. Yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, that's where I met Mr. Brian Boitano. Shout out to former Olympic gold. Did they say former? Like he's still an Olympic. I mean, he's still an Olympic. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Shout
5: out. Yeah. It was just like people. (laughs) It was like random.
4: We were standing beside each other, just chatting, and uh, we talked for like twenty minutes. And uh, we passed. Like I think he added me on Instagram, and I didn't even look until I was gone. And I was like, I wonder what his last name was. And then I looked and I was like, oh, man, that was the figure skater. The guy, he's famous. Awesome. (laughs) And so, but yeah, uh, bitters, back to a full circle. I would say personally, I think they overtake a cocktail pretty quick. Um, So I feel like if three days, four days, you could probably make it a week. But I just, it completely changes what that cocktail tastes like to me, depending on the bitters you're using too. If it's like a lemon bitters, I think you'd be fine. Um, but if it's like
2: your... I think it's safe to say I've never used lemon bitters in my life.
4: I bet there's a lot of bars that have, though. Like, if you look I mean, at V yeah, Brothers... Sure. Uh, oh, yeah, they've got
2: they everything.
3: Because yeah. sure. we're using all sorts of stuff now. We've got peach bitters. We're on the new menu, the toasted almond bitters. Um, yeah, we're using all sorts of I think of your, your aromatic bitters... Black, black walnut's still one of my favorites. I yeah, love their We're still products. using that one. Yeah, that's kind of a
4: quick oh, answer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think it does matter. Um, it just depends on how much the consumer cares, I guess, at the end of the so, day, you're selling to somebody.
0: Real quick, Mr. Master Stiller, with your own questions, what's the first cocktail that changed you, and what's your favorite trash cocktail? <laughs> uh,
2: see, you're not supposed to turn that <laughs> no, I mean, on yeah. me. I, I, I think I everyone like needs to answer this. and I have
0: answers myself, but I would like to hear yours. Uh, oh, man. Um, okay, uh, first cocktail... The one that was like, oh shit, this is now I like cocktails. Like the one that changed you. Uh, Put down the Natty Light and drank a cocktail like that. Okay, it wasn't Natty Light. I'm from
2: Western Kansas. It was Keystone. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <out>. the, <laughs> so come on. Like, um, I I think it was, I, so once I, this kind of pairs with my bourbon journey a little bit. So uh started dating my now wife, Taylor, uh, and Her dad liked bourbon, likes bourbon, and so I was getting into that. And so I think, honestly, it was truly just an old-fashioned, like just going to, we moved to Kansas City, and it's an actual bar rather than, I mean, like I came from western Kansas, not a lot of bars there. Uh, And then you go to Manhattan for college, and that's, uh, you know. A, a similar type of experience is what you would expect in a college town. And so then yeah, actually having a, a, a just a true old fashioned like, yeah, that's like boozy and nice and uh yeah. I I don't have the mind blowing story like Matt 'cause No, it's, uh, it's
0: just what happens. I mean, his was definitely
2: better than your story. it cool. for sure was. Mm-hmm. I yeah. um yeah, he's better on the spot apparently. Uh Trash cocktail. <clears throat> so this is uh <laughs> this is uh common in our house during the summer is it's probably i mean it is similar to matt's answer uh we'll take the quirks um whether it's the cherry or the strawberry then we'll add 360 lime to it yeah quartel you know tail. but you know some people would probably like dilute that with lime juice or something like that and Mm. like that that just doesn't work for me give me the 360 <laughs> line. like it's uh, not messing around with that mm-hmm. sugar like i got teeth to worry about here let's just focus on on the booze right. okay. taylor he ate the uh he ate the apple i just did not say. eat the apple dehydrated <laughs> apple's gone <laughs> you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> although it's been sitting in the the melted ice
0: it's hydrating so yeah,
2: it's it's pretty close to being yeah
0: jordan what about you Favorite of the two. Favorite, the one that changed you and your favorite trashy cocktail. This is a good segment.
1: Yeah, like it, it is. I like <laughs>
5: Um,
1: Well, uh, similar situation. Grew up in southwest Missouri. Not a lot of craft cocktail situations going on down there. Um, we had Natural Light. We did not have Keystone. Mm. We had Keystone, but nobody drank it. Um. Mm. That's then, because you're wrong.
5: <laughs> Kansas people, I'm telling you.
1: So then go to a college town. And then I would say, um, does a limit drop martini count as like the sure. cocktail that yeah. changed you? Because I'm just saying that yes. was probably the first cocktail that I was like, this is not a cranberry and vodka or vodka cranberry,
5: whatever. Vodka, cranberry, cranberry. What year was that? Like, I haven't thought of vodka cranberry uh, for so uh, many years.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, vodka cranberry was probably like... You know, you're 22 years old. Like yeah, that
2: was a lot of Aggieville. Yeah, uh, a lot Taylor of like, ordered a ton. Of, I, I mean, she ordered a few.
5: <laughs> <laughs> she drank
1: responsibly and ordered a couple yeah. of bars, yeah. same as myself. Just a couple, Um, but yeah. Whenever you're just t- newly 21 of age, and like you go to that vodka tonic, that vodka cranberry, nothing wrong with it. Vodka lemonades, we all know how much we love those around here. Um, But yeah, I think like the first like actual cocktail that I had was a lemon drop martini. First of all, it felt super fancy. Mm. We don't have those in Southwest Missouri, so I was like, "What's Look at this fancy glass,
0: glass like?" <laughs> With a stem, what? <laughs> so there's that.
1: Um, but then trash. It's in a can. <laughs> <laughs> top top. Hey, my roots. <laughs> too close, too close. No. Um, trash. Uh, to this day, I. I mean, is a vodka tonic trash? Because I love a good trash vodka in a
0: good tonic. way. It's not. I'm it yeah. just saying trashy, like it's a guilty pleasure cocktail.
1: <sighs> Lo- I mean, vodka tonic all day <laughs> long. Mm-hmm. All that. Give me all that sugar. Yeah. It's good.
0: Mm. Do you have a tonic you
4: prefer, or is it like any tonic?
1: I mean, give me the gun. Great
4: like, value.
0: Two limes. Just spray it on there. Yep. Two limes. There two you limes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you go next. I want to hear it. Um. So
3: I think I was trying to like go through my head. I'm like, you know, for a long, long time, like I only drank just, you know, just basic cocktails. Like there was nothing fancy, like, you know, growing up in Nebraska, like that's all we drank it was just either beer or just like the most basic. I used to drink like vodka and monster together, like all the time. Like that was mm-hmm. my used to make go-to. But then I specifically remember like it hit me. I'm like, I was at uh snow and co down in Westport with a friend of mine and, uh, we had they had this uh a cu- spot. yeah this cucumber drink um i think it was like a cucumber like martini or something and you could get it with vodka or gin and i was like oh like let, let me have it with vodka it was actually 360 vodka it was, yeah. yeah and i was like oh this is delicious can i get another one and the bartender was like hey would you like to try it with gin and i was like i was like i've never really drank gin never really liked gin and it He's like, I promise you, and he's like, it's gonna have egg white in it, and never had a cocktail with egg white, like, and all this stuff. And I had it. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like, and so it just kinda opened my mind to like a whole new world of stuff. But now uh my favorite trashy cocktail is actually uh just brokers and lemonade. I mean, there you go.
1: There's the lemonade. I there love
3: it. Yep,
2: yep. Just tra- every, every time I, I feel like we go actually. to the, the oh. airport. For the record, any of these cocktails can be ordered next summer.
5: On the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, it's going to be,
2: uh, you no. have to have listen to this and you can order any of them uh, at your will. The
5: secret <laughs> menu. Yeah. The secret
1: summer you know. 2024. So Patrick, what are
2: you adding to the secret menu? <laughs> so mind-blowing cocktail. You came from... It's uh,
0: something that's probably still in our Rolodex of cocktails at some point. But So I've been with this company and this business a very long time now. I'm ancient. But when I was 20, I started with this group. Uh, from the ad and, and branding firm on the West Coast. And I want to say I, I was right heading into 21, and the first mixologist I ever worked with from our company was a dude named Graham, Graham Kimura. He's a flair bartender, won awards. He was He's insane. Super cool dude. He lives in Japan now working at crazy bars out there. But uh, the cocktail that flipped my brain into being like, what in the hell is going on and how many things can you do was the wasabi martini. Oh, 360 yeah. 360 wasabi. That's still martini. in the index. Yep. And that was something that he was asking me. I'm like, yo, because we, we were in Little Sawtell, the area. So, a very Japanese prominent, kind of area in uh, Los Angeles, uh, Santa Monica area, and tons of Japanese restaurants and all the things. And I was telling him, like, dude, I could eat a spoonful of wasabi and just be like very happy. And he's like, okay, I've got something for you. And he made this cocktail. I was the Brendan back then, taking all the photos, doing all the things. And we just had a photo shoot day all day. And he made this cocktail that forever will be frozen in my brain. Is like, you can do whatever you want with spirits. As long as you have an idea of what you're doing, Like there's methods to make it work. So that one to me, mm-hmm. for sure. And listen, everyone knows about my side drinks. As far as the happy trashy, I'm a court guy all day, all the time. But I've got another story, and it goes back to the first time I went to nightclub and bar with Joe Quinn. What I will still do to this day, our other guy, Mike Edwards, uh, shout out to <laughs> Mike. I'm sure he's going to listen. Mike came to nightclub and bar and we were launching our triple crown whiskey and we had that and hooks and 360 set up and Mike goes up to to like work the booth and Joe's going to go up with him and we had triple crown and cranberry juice right like a very basic whiskey cranberry but Mike goes up there and he starts shouting to the whole group come on, taste the Cowboy Cosmopolitan. And he's just shouting, and Joe's like, what is he doing? Tell him to stop that. It's a Triple Crown Cran. I'm like, sounds like it's the Cowboy Cosmopolitan. (laughs) Just saying. But that that will always be like, number one, whiskey and cranberry juice is pretty legit right off the bat. Like, it's just a good trashy cocktail, but... My memory of that moment, it'll always be uh, special to me because Joe lost his shit and Mike was so happy. It was like a perfect storm of awesome. So. Was he
1: dressed in character? I wish
0: always. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, always. Even better. Yeah, it was good time. Good time. Oh, I well, like that. And I, I want to go back to Matt with
3: the uh, the high noon thing, like because I've heard this that uh, the bartender's favorite, like trashy go to thing, is a Miller High Life, and I've heard it yeah, yeah. so many times I drank from bartenders. Over like, yeah. I don't know why.
4: I would say more so, like, and I don't know anymore, but I feel like Miller High Life, yes, but I feel like the beer can be interchanged. Um, there's about three or four of them, I think. A, well, you got to mine.
3: Banquet, and yeah, I'm a uh, hams person.
4: What's the, something, it's like, it reminds me of Kentucky, but it's not Kentucky, something tucky. It's a blue can, anybody?
5: Mm.
1: No. I, oh, blue I saw can. this.
2: Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've got
0: nothing.
1: Something nah. Tucky?
2: Yeah. It's... Everybody out there right now is <laughs> like, how do you not
5: remember this,
0: Matt? I'm like, I'm
5: oh,
4: sorry. It. I don't Google. It.
2: Like, what is <laughs> now? I'm, I'm going to.
4: But I think even bigger than that is, like, the Jameson. Like, that was... Oh, that 100%. A big, yeah. like... It was a shot of JMO. One and Tucky? Yes. There we go. Yeah. I see that a lot. Um... And then, but yeah, Jameson. And I feel like, unfortunately, Malort. And I know when we were in Chicago. Oh, uh, God, stop it. Patrick Chicago like, handshake. we Chicago. We got to try Malort. And I was like, this is a bad idea. Bad idea. D- bad did idea. you do
0: the Chicago handshake? Yeah, I had to. Yeah. This stupid Kyle over there uh, okay. made me do yeah. it. It was yeah. disgusting. So, no,
2: for the record, I wanted you to do it only.
0: Right. Well, that's <laughs> not <didn't>, fun, though. <laughs> I was... didn't
2: want to be involved in this. <laughs> I, think, was...
3: I think one of these episodes, we just need to all do a Chicago handshake
0: here nope I will not be here for that
5: day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like a 3
0: o'clock <laughs> a 4 o'clock a 5 o'clock <laughs> <more>. <laughs> myself and Mark Carter and Jordan Scott we all in St. Louis years back we were all walking and staying at our hotel everything was quite nice we were sampling all the goods that's where we first had a buzz button to see what that was like mm-hmm. and we had Fernet that was on tap good luck to everybody when mm-hmm. that starts pouring. number one disgusting but that's the thing <laughs> horrible it's like jaeger without any sort of character yeah. at all just bitterness and yeah. shit it, honestly it, when it's rough. mixed in a cocktail the right way it is fantastic God, but yeah if you're just
2: drinking that straight up okay no. so secret menu next summer i'm gonna go back to that <laughs> yeah we got a high noon we got a quirk tail we got a, a cause cowboy cowboy Cosmo, Cosmo. Yeah. yeah we got a brokers and and lemonade, uh, lemonade. and i feel like jordan's is a Little too fancy for a trash cocktail, so I'm gonna go with the vodka crayon because she referenced that, you're right? Also, okay. good. Yep. Uh, I mean, you can upgrade to, to tonic, I guess,
1: with one lime that makes <laughs> it trash yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes <laughs>
2: like and like lime. a dried out lime, like, Not a good
1: like one. a brown. Like a, one. Just, yeah. You're
3: not a vodka press person, uh,
1: me, I mean, trash wise, yeah, me like drinking trash cocktails would have been like, press what button? Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when it comes to trash, like. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I,
3: I can't remember like when i worked um at a bowling alley here in kansas City when i was in college like um, all my friends that were like you know that were bartenders and servers there like vodka press vodka press vodka press it was just like everywhere at the time and, like i just was like oh my god what is up with everyone in this vodka pressing and it's just like, i mean it's basically vodka with yeah. bubbles on
5: top yeah it's
4: it's,
3: it's yeah <laughs> it a I good, still good drink story <laughs> yeah. to back that up with.
4: Let's, let's go so jack we? here this is great um so down in Pittsburgh, uh, did never get a vodka press. Nobody's ordering a vodka press at a bar. <laughs> they don't even know what that is. So I come up here in Kansas City, Kansas,
0: And what was that? Pittsburgh, Kansas. Yes. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish it was Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. I wish it yeah. Because yeah. I would love to shit on a Steelers fan, but I feel like it's a different one. It's yeah. no big deal. It's, no big deal. It's spelled different. There's no age.
1: <laughs> no hate on the gorillas. Oh, yeah, that's no we
0: lost our age. <laughs> <laughs> Very Kansas. Okay.
4: But uh I'll never forget this guy walks up to the bar and goes, I'll have a vodka press. And I was like, Oh, what'd you say? And he goes, I want a vodka press. And I was like, okay. Have no idea what that means. <laughs> like, no, like those two things don't like how does soda and sprite mean press like what where did that come from i don't know but i go over to my buddy and i'm like hey man this guy just ordered a vodka press what is that like what and <laughs> i did this to him like probably 20 times this is like this god was pre-google yeah like, this is like 20 I mean, you didn't have your phone to like look things up so we're talking like 2009 2010 and i was like what and he's like dude it's just soda right and i was like That's it? Why didn't you just say Southern Sprite?
5: (laughs) Pretty fancy, yeah.
4: (laughs) And so that was, uh, I hadn't thought about that. And I mean, what is that, 13 years ago, 14 years? Um, So it's been a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that was uh, one of those learning days. I was like, all right, I'll never not know what a vodka press is again. So That could still make the
5: secret menu. Yet yet
1: another
3: secret menu edition. There you go. So I got a question for Matt. What is your favorite bar you've ever been to?
4: Ooh, favorite bar i feel bad because there's so many great ones and so many people i love that i don't ever want to i i was gonna this ask was
2: that and i didn't want to a question all all the just people ready people to that. piss people off yeah I love it <laughs> how
4: about this there's
3: or like, give us your like top three okay uh, I feel like that's still bad.
4: How about pick a bar, any bar outside of Kansas City, like our home base? Because I feel like I have too many pick great a city and connections. Pick a bar. Is that still bad? That's
0: probably still bad. Yeah, probably Do still your thing. bad. Do your thing.
4: Um, how about the bar that wows me the most? That Just like when I walked in from the experience to the people to what they're doing on the cocktail menu. And I got lucky enough to stop through there when we were doing our launch down in Austin, uh, mm-hmm. the Roosevelt Room. And they, I mean, their staff is amazing. The, they don't change their cocktails a ton. They'll have like a feature menu that might change quarterly, but they have the bones of one of the greatest cocktail menus I've ever seen. And the way they take turns, like if you look at all classic cocktails, so you're looking early 1900s for the most part, um, those haven't changed. It's like, they're there because they were that great at that time they don't need to be changed um and so they've done tiny little turns on all of those and they have the eras and the cocktails to go with it and it's probably seven to eight different eras and i will say they hit every one of those out of the ballpark and it's just like i haven't tried them all obviously um but every one that i have divine just like top notch they just get it like that's the easiest way to say it and there's a great book out there. Um, if you like bartending, if you like learning, um, Jim Meehan, it's a, his bartender manual. So it goes into little details, but one of the quotes I will always remember, he says to be 90%, it takes 90% effort that next 10% to be a hundred percent takes another hundred percent. So it's about twice as hard to go from 90 to a hundred. And I feel like they embody that 100%. Um, because, and I can't say I go there every week because it's in Austin. But any time I've ever been there, it's always been a wow experience. Um, the cocktails have always been top notch, no matter. I've had a different bartender every time, so nice. Yeah, that would be. I, I kind of want to. I could talk for five hours on like great places. Um, and you signed up for another podcast. I
0: think, yeah, mm-hmm. and there you go. There's. I mean, honestly, it it, that's that's a hard question because yeah. there's so many amazing bars and yeah. restaurants out yeah. there that we've been into over the years. But yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's,
3: yeah uh, I, I will agree. That is one of my favorite bars I've ever been to, too. Like I last year when I went to Austin, I had asked Matt, like, hey, like, where should I go? And he gave me the Roosevelt Room, um, the garage. Uh, yeah, there's a couple spots. There's like, yeah, a a of spots. There's a yeah. Great bars. There, yeah. And, and we went into the Roosevelt Room and like just really wow. Like that was like their menu. Everything they do there is just top notch and just. It fits, like, because they don't stray too far, and I think that's what I love about that so much is that they stick to the classics. Mm-hmm. They stick to, you know what's good, and they're not trying to, like, go so far out of the box to do something different. Like, they just make really good classic cocktails.
0: Well, and there's so many different reasons to love places, whether it's the the moment, the decor, the cocktails, the people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is hard. Like, we were just in New Orleans, and, like, the first place that I went to with you, the Carousel Bar, like yeah. mm-hmm. you get in there and I'm like, dude, there's a carousel. Cool. Like it's weird, but you see it, and I didn't pay too much attention to what was going on. There's three chairs, we all sit down, get a cocktail, it's it's quite good. And then Matt looks at me, he's like, It's just weird that we're moving right now. And but I didn't know that we were moving. <laughs> yeah. Like when then all of a sudden I had like this weird vertigo feeling like, holy shit, we're like kind of moving, and it <laughs> broke my brain. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. Like, when did we start moving? He's like, the whole time. I'm like How did I miss that? I mean, it's going really slow. Uh But once you see it, like, I started getting, like, car sick. I'm like, listen, we're moving. I got to get off this damn bar, like, in a hurry. But it's those moments you'll, Mm. like, I'll remember that basically forever. Because that was weird, and it was a very cool setup. But Mm -hmm. that's neat. What's the one in uh, uh, Fort Collins we like so much? The speakeasy Uh, down Social? Social. Oh, my
3: God. Yeah, that was cool. The bar
0: is huge. It goes forever because it Mm -hmm. bends around and does things. You're down. You're in the basement. Cocktails are on point. There's, I mean. There's so many good Places everywhere. Yeah. All all the places around here. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And
3: it's it's cool to see, especially here in Kansas City, that more and more like cocktail bars are opening right and left. And you you have new um, styles like Wild Child that just opened recently over in uh, Lenexa. Uh, is like a low-proof, non-alcoholic bar. So you're seeing these high-end cocktails for low-proof, non-alcoholic now. Like that's their focus is that. So it is interesting to see how it is developing and like people are trying different concepts and things changing over time. And Kansas City continues to grow with new types of bars all the time.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I feel like we're very lucky here in Kansas City. There's a lot of great cocktail bars um, across the span from the metro, from the Kansas side to the Missouri side. Um, it used to, I can remember when I first moved here looking thirteen, fourteen years ago, and there was not a lot of places. You had you could like power and light downtown. That's a that's a vibe. It's a different vibe than like some people like. It's not like the craft cocktail scene. Um, but then the crossroads was just beginning kind of to become what it was. There wasn't a lot of bars around there. Um, I wanna say maybe extra virgin was there at that time. There was it was like
0: I mean, I moved here Higgins. February twenty twelve. And Compared to then, it's drastically shifted. Yeah. It's it crazy. I
4: was like the plaza was like the hub, and then mm-hmm. you had the Martini Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually lived like a block from Martini Corner, <laughs> and it was not as nice as it is now. Like, I oh well, man, that's a story in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. My mom would get on this podcast and be like, I was worried about Matt,
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it was awesome. Um, the places like I was a block away, so. I can still remember them to this day. Soul Cantina, The mm-hmm. Drop, mm-hmm. Black Velvet Dog, or Red Velvet Dog, uh,
2: God, Tower Tavern. Man. Great spots. That was Taylor's dental school age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They grew up from all those places. <laughs> 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 Kyle was the Uber for I was. That's true. <laughs> yep.
1: Nostalgia. Taylor
0: and her friends. Happy hour. We just talked about this like the other night. Yeah, no. Again, they, the antler room thing. We were talking about they that. Got,
2: they got done early and then happy hour. Happened. And then I was the driver for all her friends.
1: That's so kind of you. Yeah, I'm just a nice person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So nice. Sucker.
5: (laughs) Oh.
1: Well, um, this has been great. I'm gonna say. Kyle, did I miss anything? <laughs> 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 no, I think, I think we, 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 we're, we're all <laughs> think it's been covered. Just for, gotta for eat today. your garnish.
2: And we're yeah. go. yeah. Garnish. <laughs> not gonna
0: happen. It's fully hydrated.
1: Yep. Nobody eat your apple. Okay, Matt, it's been great having you. It's been a blast. We'll guys. book you out. Yeah, thanks for yeah. finally
0: taking the time there, guy. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that.
1: Yeah. All right, get to your meeting. We'll, uh, hey, I still got again. 14 minutes before I got to <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Time to spare. All right, guys, it's been fun. Cheers. Cheers.
3: Holiday Happy Hour is
5: presented by The Holiday Distillery, Weston, Missouri. Drink responsibly, drive responsibly.